Hello and welcome to We Need to Talk, a podcast where two best friends talk all things current affairs and our version of pop culture. Everything we say is all just our own thoughts and opinions on things we're interested in and we hope you are too. Now, on to the podcast! So Jaya. Yes. Have you heard about the hashtag stop Asian hate movement? Of course I have. Well, we we need need to talk. talk. But first, as always, how are you? How are you? This is the part of the podcast where we ask each other how we've been because we believe it's important to check on the people you love. Oh, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I actually have no clue what to say. Like, I am... Just feeling it. Just absorbing it and feeling it and riding that wave. The wave is crashing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a crashing ocean out there. It's really stormy. Oh, The winds are blowing. Bitch. But nonetheless, we're riding that wave. (laughs) You're still floating. That's the important thing. Let's just say I'm on a blown up donut, one of them ones that you get on holiday. And it's just popped. (laughs) And it popped. But I'm still like, it's colourful and it's fun and I still have a cocktail in my hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, that's so poetic. Yeah. Wow. It is. That really sums it up. Mm. (laughs) Are you there with me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm there with you. Amazing. Yeah, like things just, they haven't really gotten better. in the world yes wise yeah which we'll obviously speak about but we're trying to just keep a positive attitude Mm. clean the house recently so and you got a new water bottle do not forget about that that's the highlight clean house clean mind new water bottle which i'm very excited about yeah i'm less dehydrated (laughs) oh that is that's actually a fucking win but the more i drink the more i cry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm filling up that ocean for Oh, you. oh my god. What a callback. I am floating on my pool floaty in an ocean full of your tears. And that oh. way we're always connected. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I actually had a fun weekend. I think I'm just still recovering because I'm not used to socialising anymore and I had a friend stay at mine mm. and it was very, very fun. But we walked 26,000 steps the first day and like 14,000 the second and just did loads. So I'm just tired still and work has been a lot and mm. the world, obviously. So I'm just going to keep drinking my <laughs> water. <laughs> straw is thick. <laughs> Anyways, back on to more important topics. Yeah, true, true, true. So if you've been on social media recently, you might have seen on Tuesday, March 16th, eight people, including six Asian women, were shot dead in a shooting spree at three Asian-owned day spas in Georgia. Of course, this just really hit hard again. Yeah. And of course, like, obviously it's a much wider like race discourse but the fact that it was specifically also asian women yeah is a whole other layer of discrimination Mm -hmm. and the narrative behind them yeah like you've just said exactly what happened so i'll just outline kind of 
what happened immediately after, which I think is the main thing that sparked the movement, as well as the action itself. Yeah. It's the fact that the police then caught the boy that did it. Yeah. And this statement came out. They did like a press statement, the head police officer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the reporters asked him, like, what was the motivation behind the act? Like, what has the guy said about it? Like, the main police officer guy said. Mate. He said the shooter said that the attack wasn't racially driven Mm -hmm. and it was nothing to do with, like, race or politics. He just, quote had a bad day. Yeah. And he basically targeted the places that he felt were temptation for him because apparently he has like a sex addiction or something. Mm -hmm. But the main thing that everyone took from it was that the police officer was defending the fact that it wasn't a hate crime. Yeah, which it was. (laughs) Which it 100% was. Yeah, I read the sheriff was literally trying to defend him and just being like, yeah, he was just fed up and yesterday was a really bad day for him. Fuck off. And this is what he did because he just reached his limit. I'm like, well, when people reach their limit, they vent to someone yeah. or they just have a drink. They don't go around yeah. shooting people and committing hate crimes. Taking human lives. That is not a fucking bad day, bitch. And also, so you know how he said like it wasn't racially driven? Yeah. But he was wearing a COVID-19 imported virus from China. Like t-shirt. Hang on, is that the t-shirt that everyone tweeted the head police officer saying hey this you because he promoted that t-shirt like two weeks before the shooting happened yeah the actual police officer yeah i think it said something um like get yours before they run out i've got mine type thing okay so so the guy didn't wear it but the sheriff liked the t-shirt yes Like on Facebook or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I just found the literal quote from the sheriff who made the, like, press announcement. The literal quote is, He was fed up at the end of his rope. Yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. Yeah. That's a literal quote. (laughs) It's a statement. I just honestly can't believe like you can't write this shit that you can't make this shit up it's actually that unbelievable white supremacy hits again (laughs) ladies Uh, and gents from the inside of the police force yeah do you remember the shooting years ago and it was just a a young white boy who went into a church and shot loads of black people yes and they got him like a kfc on the drive to the police station and they like were being so nice to him and it was a real uproar because people were like this is how white criminals are treated versus how every yeah. other criminal is treated. I don't remember that, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fact that it's not surprising at all. I know. It's just the same shit over and over again and I think this is why maybe this movement has sparked because the rest of the world are fed up, bitch, as well as the shooter. We're fed up now. Oh, God. So, yeah, when he's fed up, <laughs> he shoots people, but when the rest of the world is we start movements that should not even be necessary but here we are I know. <laughs> just to remind you here we go again so apparently there were 3,800 anti-asian attacks this past year alone Fuck. 
and xenophobic violence has spiked by at least 150%. Yep, that's in America. Yeah, alone. Since, like, COVID hit and the lockdowns have been... Yeah, literally since COVID hit, like, hate crimes have just increased, and I'm just like, how does that even make sense? Just, like, people are dying anyway. Like, why... It's so dumb, right? That was another thing, definitely, that sparked this hate, was the fact that the virus originated in China, and then everyone just started attacking people from there for literally no reason that had nothing to do with it. Like, viruses originate from everywhere, and, like, the fact that Trump was calling it the Chinese virus, he's the, he was the president. (laughs) That he's literally was at the top of the world, Mm. like, biggest white supremacist, Mm -hmm. and he was sparking the racism. Yeah. Obviously, we wanted to address this to acknowledge all the people that lost their lives in this attack. Yeah. Because it's just horrid. Like, mm-hmm. it's horrible to lose your life like this. But obviously, this sparked a bigger conversation and we just wanted to kind of share our knowledge or what we know with you maybe to try and explain what the issue is and just try and do better because everyone just needs to do better oh yeah i've just seen that like trump uh used phrases such as like chinese virus and kung flu yeah which is obviously like a, a joke about where it originated but it reinforces the racism that already kind of exists within his followers yeah so it reminded me kind of of like when the whole brexit thing started happening like there was more racially driven attacks and like hate crimes happening because the people at the top reinforced these ideals that we don't want certain people in the country to like cut ourselves off from the rest of europe and stuff and it makes people that already have that hate in them it gives them an excuse yeah. To go for the attack. There have been 102 mass shootings this year. Fuck. It's March. That's fucking mad. Like, do you know how much of that could have been avoided? Hate crimes had actually increased by almost 300% during the pandemic in the UK. Oh my god. So that's literally twice as much as America. It's fucking crazy. Right? It says, reported hate crimes have increased significantly after each lockdown period rising from 261 to 395 per month last year. It's mad because when like uh, racial movements start things always come up about how like we love to like eat their food and like appropriate their fashion and like watch their tv shows and their entertainment but you don't respect the actual people like yeah a lot of that happened with the black lives matter movement as well like mm-hmm. you'd love to steal that culture but you don't respect the people the culture comes yeah. from which is the first thing you should do exactly. like, that's just the principle yeah so like you were saying we wanted this episode to be a celebration of that culture and we just wanted to mention a few things that we loved about the Asian culture and Asian people and celebrate them in this episode rather than like just focus on all the negatives we want to take away the attention from the hate yeah and kind of show them that we support them we support the movement and we're like in solidarity with the culture and the people and we always will be yeah 100% yeah so we've done a bit of research haven't we into like yeah amazing things that have come out of Asia, amazing inventions, all types of things, really. And we wanted to share them with you because most of them 
are things we use all the time. Yeah, and, and we didn't we know just about didn't them. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was quite interesting. Really interesting. And this is something, as obviously I love languages and stuff, yes. I obviously knew that Asian culture had a lot. Yeah. But when I actually Googled it, I was not expecting such a large number. Honestly. But apparently there are 2,300 languages in Asia. Yeah. Amongst 4.46 billion people. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not, I guess that's the most accurate I could find. It says about 2,300. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know if they consider everyone a language or a dialect and stuff because different places work different ways. But that's crazy. I know. It's mad. Just think the population of the continent is about six times that of Europe. <laughs> it's wild. It's mad. But I love the way that like Asian languages look on paper. Yeah. Like the, it's such an art form. It's isn't so it? beautiful, isn't it? The penmanship of it. Because back in the day, they would use like paintbrushes. Yeah. Which is so fucking cool. I actually have a, a fact on this. Okay. Hit me. Which. <laughs> Chinese calligraphy is a revered art form. Oh, cool. So in China, calligraphy itself is a revered and much practiced traditional art form and has led to the development of many other Chinese art forms. Wow. Such as seal carving, ornate paperweights, and ink stones. Nice. So as you said, it is beautiful and it's more than just writing. Mm. And it's about discovering the deeper meaning of Chinese characters. Oh. I love it. I love that. You know, I've tried to actually learn Japanese so Have many you? times throughout my life. Because oh I, I just so think difficult. it sounds so cool. It does. Because it's so different from English or like oh, Latin languages, which I'm used to, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Every time I pick it up, I'm like, yeah, I fucking love this. And then, like, life gets in the way and I just don't stick yeah, to it. It's something you really need to stick oh, to. Oh, yeah. You have to dedicate yourself to it. But I just, I know every time I watch anime, I'm like, yep, I'm going to learn it. Yeah. Because you love anime. Yeah. I love, like, cartoons and animation and anime and that specific art and yeah. that look like manga comic books like all of that yeah. it's, it's such an ancient art form and i just think mm-hmm. it's so incredible that it's still going today and it's so big like the entire oh world God. has adopted it literally it's and so loves popular it. it's so cool and it's so inclusive like i think doesn't matter who you are where you're from mm-hmm. if you see something that's amazing anyone can like appreciate the work that's been put into it and i think that's really cool so every time i <laughs> watch something new I'm like yep let's go (laughs) you love it you're always telling me to watch like so many people increasingly are telling me to watch it literally as they grow up I think you appreciate it more because they've got such a deeper meaning like they're so clever yeah it's so much more than like the eye first mates I definitely need to step my game up but I will warn you (laughs) they are fucking long (laughs) like you have to dedicate a whole fucking month of your life to like one season (laughs) oh god but they are worth it like the storylines themselves are really intricate and I think that's what I really enjoy as well they're like they're just brilliant they're really smart I'll and definitely start with the films. Mm, the films are really good. Yeah. Love, love, love. But apart from that, that kind of like the whole art form. Yeah. Whenever I think of kind of Asian art, I always think back to origami. Yes. Because that's the kind of 
first introduction to kind of Asian culture I remember as a child like mm-hmm. in primary school you'd have like art time or play time or whatever and yeah. your teacher will always be like okay class today we're doing origami <laughs> and they'll teach you how to make like a little bouncing frog or something <laughs> yes like, I remember this yeah I remember falling in love with it then as well really enjoyed it it's just like so delicate it's like the whole culture is just <gasps> yes. so artistic like they really just appreciate life Mm -hmm. (laughs) in all its beauty Mm. they invented paper (laughs) yeah and toilet paper yeah oh my god so many things have come from the invention of paper yeah like toilet roll and money yes (laughs) bitch banknotes the asian economy is like (laughs) all of it half the companies wouldn't exist paper is such an incredible incredible invention can you imagine no no like what the world without paper what would have been before paper like caves rocks <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it what literally like, cave it was. Art. like do you what know else? what else they invented which is very useful and the uk uses a lot oh i know where you're going with this <laughs> umbrellas Ellas. oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, let me say that again. Okay, yeah, let's go. For <laughs> Two that again. things the UK uses a lot: umbrellas. What? Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! Actually, that makes so much sense. But would they use them as like summer umbrellas to shade them from the sun? rather than rainy umbrellas. Yes, it was... The first umbrellas were designed to provide shade from the sun. Yeah, never. It says it was probably invented by the Chinese over 4,000 years ago. That's mad. Which is crazy. That kind of links in with the paper thing, because if I'm correct in thinking that the umbrellas were made out of paper Mm -hmm. and wood. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. The first ones at least. Oh my god, and you know what I must have just realised was made out of paper? What? Like, in Asia, a lot of the sliding doors are made from, like, wood and paper. Yeah. Fucking walls and doors. So much shit. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my god. But another the big one that originated in Asia that the UK claims as their own, pretty much. They try it, but they ain't got nothing on Asia. <laughs> Spill it with me. <laughs> Tea. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tea can actually show your social status in China, which I found very interesting. Mm. So it's the national beverage And in traditional Chinese tea culture, the way you drink tea and which tea you drink can show your social status. So today having a pot of tea, like when visitors come round, is obviously a typical way of welcoming them. Mm. And you get tea ceremonies or visits to tea houses, which can also be a very important way to finish business transactions. Oh my god. I know. That's so interesting because I saw somewhere as well that tea, when it first kind of came around, was used for like medicinal purposes. Yeah. So like herbal teas, which we still have, like ginger tea is good for the heart. It's healing. It's healing and like got like chamomile tea that's like soothing and relaxing loads of stuff green tea is good for like gut health like yeah. a lot of the stuff that we still drink today like in terms of like, herbal teas and fruit teas were actually used as like medicines back then yeah i actually medicines. i literally bought some today love that <laughs> i feel like tea is also quite mystical like tea reading is actually called teseography wow i'm not sure how you pronounce that 
divination of fortune telling method interprets pattern in tea leaves i've always wanted to get my tea leaves yeah red like that sounds cool but again it's like very spiritual very like you know connected to yeah the auras the souls very much (laughs) so the energies Mm. i think a lot of like Asian history is very much tied in with that whole mystical vibe I guess and like they have a lot yeah. of myths and legends and stories yeah. and I think that's really awesome as well because the their culture is so creative like we've been saying yeah. this whole time and I think that stems from like the beginnings of history. Not to mention the food <laughs> like hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're about to go there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the culture is so focused on it and like it surrounds food so much. Oh god, yeah. And obviously I appreciate that a lot because being Italian I can relate. Literally to that. and Indian. Like we fucking all about our food. Yeah. And I saw this fact also. China produces forty five billion pairs of chopsticks every yes, year. Yes, I saw that. How fucking crazy. Mad. But it's mad because did you know they also invented forks? <laughs> The enemy of the chopstick. Literally the enemy. That's amazing. Can you use chopsticks? I can. Yes. I love being that dickhead that's like in a Chinese restaurant and you're like, can I have the chopsticks please? Like I like trying to use them. Yeah. Because the thing is, it really does change the flavour. Like it might be placebo effect, but some things you just have to eat like with chopsticks. Yeah. You know, they said it was like, used as a kind of form of like a dietary thing as well because basically it means like you can only pick up a certain amount in your chopsticks and therefore when you are eating it chewing it and digesting it you're only doing small bits at a time and therefore it allows you to digest properly and not overeat because often if you're eating really fast and you're shoveling a load in and your whole meal is over in five minutes you often feel still hungry at the end of it but if you take your time to chew and to digest your body is like okay i think i'm actually full now see mind body soul (laughs) it makes so much sense yeah actually does i've really been branching out and having a lot more asian food this year or like <sighs> for the past couple years Amazing. like as i've grown up because yes. we never used to have it in the house but obviously moved to the uk which isn't the place to have <laughs> oh, it no. but it is more popular yeah definitely and london has some great places oh absolutely yeah it's wow my mum's favorite cuisine is thai food oh which my i God. totally get because it's so fragrant and fresh and there's so many vegetables in it and it can be really really healthy and so tasty it's though. so tasty like fuck <laughs> absolutely love it like, hmm, should I order one tonight? <laughs> literally, I was like, <laughs> Also, did you know fortune cookies aren't actually a thing? They're American, aren't they? Yeah. Fortune cookies are a fun idea. Yeah. Like, I get it. They're not a thing in China. And then usually the fortunes inside are like, come back next week for 20% off. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But I remember seeing there's a film where someone is reading their fortune and then they just eat the cookie and the piece of paper. (laughs) They just shove it in their mouth. I'm like, did they just put that in their mouth? The fuck is that? Fortune cookies really remind me of the film Freaky Friday. Oh, me too. (laughs) 
That was such a good film. So good. So martial arts is another massive thing. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing. Have you ever tried? Bitch, remember I told you? Um, oh, yeah! I think it was the 2020 catch-off episode that I... Or I actually have no clue what episode it was, but I went once to a class. It honestly fascinates me. Like, I wish I could be in Kill Bill. Yeah. Like, that is one of my favorite films and after watching that film was actually when i first decided i wanted to learn japanese okay that was obviously years ago and then i watched it again like at the beginning of last year yeah booked a martial arts class straight away that's so funny i think it is stunning and powerful and it's just the most badass thing in the world it doesn't have to be violent no like self-defense and just like using your body as a an art form doesn't have to be aggressive it's literally about movement and it's it's more so about you than it is about the person that you're yeah like how you use your strength yeah and your balance yeah because like in a lot of the classes even the smallest person in the class can be the strongest yeah because it's how you like balance your strength and where you kind of position force yeah i guess exactly i've never tried one i really want to maybe i might look for an all-female class that would be fun and just i'd love to do that i'll just walk in and be like beat me up i can't wait (laughs) 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 oh my god i fucking love that but you know what's similar to that like in terms yeah. of movement of hands and positioning and stuff mm-hmm. like going back to food sushi making is like an art form isn't it it really is i was gonna say i fucking love sushi they're knife first of all mad. oh do you mm. yeah because i was gonna say have you ever had sushi with a fork like that just oh that's rude go together yeah, get out of my restaurant is. bitch get out my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i literally I saw a video come up yesterday, maybe, of like a sushi making class. And I was like, it's insane how they do it. My mum bought my sister like a sushi making kit. And it had all these fucking cool things in it in this really nice box. And I was like, oh, I really want to try that. Like, Can we try that? Yes, we can. I really want to. Maybe when um, things start opening up, maybe we can find like a sushi making class. And like go to it. That I would love, <sighs> love to do. That's a date vibe. And I'm saying That is you. such a date. <laughs> oh. Love to be taken out and pampered. Obviously, K-pop is massive. Oh, music. Like, yeah. we know, like, the industry is a little controversial, but the actual, like, genre is so big. Yeah. The culture of it is just, it's a phenomenon. <laughs> it's genuinely. Actually And it, it blew up so much. And I think in the last few years, like, in Western culture as well, like, it became massive yeah like globally every time we speak about music i always like on this podcast i'm always like shout out bts like i fucking love <laughs> i don't really listen to any of their music and no like, me neither I but i just follow them i'm just in love with them but i have so much respect for them because obviously we know it's a grueling industry oh, yeah but it's really fascinating like from oh yeah a western point of view to see how curated and how like it's really cinematic it's like the shows world. the video and the colours and the outfits and the choreography and obviously the music itself. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different world. Literally, and like, when people have visited Asia 
bigger and like Asian cities. I don't think I've ever heard anyone come back and be like, oh yeah, it's like recognisable. Like it's a completely nah. different world out there. And I think it's really stunning in a way because they haven't been influenced by any other part of the world. Like Thank they have God. held onto their culture. Yeah. Through history and will do forever, <laughs> I think. Like I can't I ever see that. it changing. It's like truly a phenomenon. And the thing is, I think they, they are trendsetters though for us. Oh like, my God, yeah. They don't adapt to us, we adapt to them. Like, the, the technological advancements yes. that have come from them and just... Oh my God, I've been watching um, a show fairly recently and it was three of the chasers from The Chase and they basically, yeah. like toured around the world and we're exploring different sides of intelligence and mm-hmm. I was actually in love with that show it was only three episodes and I was so upset Aww. when it was over because I was like I want to know more 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 <laughs> but in the final episode they were exploring AI and yeah. they traveled to Asia and they spoke to some of the leading uh, inventors and like scientists in terms of artificial intelligence and there's yeah. this doctor I can't remember his name but he's made a robot version version of himself basically yeah and when they showed it on the the camera i literally genuinely couldn't tell if it was the real man or not oh my god i was god. like what the fuck only when it was blinking i was like okay that's a robot blink that's not a human blink but this the way that he's designed it as in like the skin texture the hair the glasses Mate. all of it i was like bitch robots are coming for us and i can't wait <laughs> They're so ahead and we Honestly, are not ready. We, we are not <laughs> ready, bitch. I'm telling you. The only place I've been as a very, very young child in Asia was India. So I didn't really get to explore yeah. the kind of other half of Asia. I've been to Singapore, but Have I you? genuinely cannot remember anything. Oh, I really want to explore Asia again. Yeah. Like as an adult to appreciate the culture, the colour, the language, the architecture there. Did you know that Singapore has a building inspired by a Star Wars robot? I didn't know, but I'm also not surprised <laughs> and I fucking get it. <laughs> They're so inventive. It's the crazy. sand crawler, which was named after its on-screen counterpart, looks similarly ready to shudder across the sands of Tatooine in search of droids for Scarf. I have no I, I idea. I literally what I just no read. clue what you just said. Like, okay, that's I. That that's was genuinely like another language to me. But also, you know, going back to music, karaoke originated oh from God. Japan. I love Bitches karaoke. Love karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift to the world, truly. But yeah, the architecture, the culture, like the music, the food, stunning. The technology, the economy, every fucking thing, everything. The main thing for me, yeah. Would be paper because that <laughs> i mean it's... i'm sorry if paper was never invented then things like literature would never be invented and therefore we would all still be living in the dark ages so did you know they invented the toothbrush it was invented in 1498 in china mate there you fucking go a few other things playstation game device but oh, i'm sorry we didn't even mention gaming like <laughs> Just because it's not a massive part of my life, but it's a massive part of life. (laughs) Like... (sighs) They mastered the game show, though, and I'm obsessed with game shows. Yeah. They're just otherworldly in the best way. I've got one last thing that I think we should end on, which I think is just sums them up as a brilliant culture. South Korea has a separate Valentine's Day for single people. Yes! (laughs) 
I forgot about that. That? Don't they call Valentine's Day Black Day? April 14th is an unofficial holiday known as Black Day and is a day for unhitched singles to get together and grumble Fuck. over a bowl of jajangmyeon, the black noodle dish that gives the day its name. Oh my god, it's two months after the traditional Valentine's, Western Valentine's Day. Should we set that on our calendar? Yes. And eat black noodles? <laughs> yeah. I'm so into that. April 14th, everyone, to all the singles out there, grab your noodles and celebrate Black Day with us. I love that. (laughs) Right. But I just went on the 14th of April and (laughs) apparently it's it's a holiday in Spain and it's the tortilla ceremony. Fuck. (laughs) But like, not tortillas, potato tortillas. (laughs) What? Anyway, delete that. Can we eat noodles and potatoes that day? (laughs) We could. Let's all just eat our feelings on April 14th. Oh, please. And cheers we? to Asian culture. <laughs> yes, I love yes. that. <laughs> so after the whole of that and the celebration, I think it's only fair that we kind of mention a few ways to help the movement yeah. and to help Asian people in general fight through the hate because we don't want any more of that no we don't we're looking for love and here's a few ways you can show them love obviously you could if you're in the position you could donate and support some great organizations which we'll post on our instagram there are charities that help combat anti-asian racism and violence such as dear asian youth or stop aapi hate and so many others yeah obviously another thing with any movement if you hear anyone being discriminatory or derogatory call them out stand up for them yeah just change the narrative because if if nobody does then nothing's gonna change if you're not too sure about things same as always educate yourself yeah we'll post some really cool activists and influencers that give a lot of information about how to help how to be like sensitive how to act really to uh, some people might sound obvious just don't be a dick (laughs) but yeah (laughs) like there's always room for improvement including us like we're doing what we can to educate ourselves and exactly if you need that extra bit of help yeah we'll post some really cool people to follow yeah always check in with family and friends that you have in the asian community and just be supportive let them know that you're there for them yeah and you stand up for them Mm -hmm. as always as you would with anyone Anyone. that needs your help yeah a lot of these things are just be a decent human (laughs) yeah like apply this to everyone especially during this time yeah your asian friends and family and something that's really obvious and easy but just spread awareness if you're not in the position to do any of the other things Mm -hmm. then at least you can use your platforms there's no matter how big or small yeah to just spread the right information and because it might help someone else Mm -hmm. so stay educated and mark your calendars for the 14th of (laughs) april (laughs) oh well we needed to talk and we talked (laughs) (laughs) yeah we did. So that's it for this week's episode of We, we Need, need to, talk. to Talk. If we forgot to mention anything or you have any questions for us, email us on needtotalkpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favourite platform and leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed listening. You can also follow us on Instagram at we underscore need to talk underscore podcast for any updates on the show. 
Finally, we'd love if you shared the show with friends so we can build our little family to be as big as possible. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye.